This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast features Jason Fogg of Pops McCann Whiskey. Please take a moment to subscribe to be notified when the most recent episode has been uploaded. Feel free to reach out to Jason and let him know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, F.A. Nation, let's meet our guest. Jason Fogg, Pops McCann Whiskey. Welcome back to Fermented Adventure, the podcast. It's so good to see you. Now, for those of you that want to hear the history of Pops McCann and the lineage, go back to episode 16. That's when that was your first appearance on the podcast, and that was back in December 11, 2019. And since then, there are four more bottles of Pops McCann whiskey that I wanted to talk to you about how this all, you know, for this, how this came about, and, uh, and where you are today and where you're going, where, where the future for Pops McCann whiskey is. So, welcome back to the podcast. So, four new expressions. Talk about how these have come, become to be. First of all, thank you so much, Rich, for having me here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's great. It's, uh, it feels phenomenal. Um, and seeing you again. And um, it's just a great time for Pops McCann Whiskey as, uh, you know, the first spiritual whiskey that I launched in honor of my great-grandparents and my, all my ancestors um, we've had for three years. We discussed that back in the December of 19. And, um, you know, now it's, it's 2021. It seems like a long time ago. It seems like I've been trying to scratch and claw, trying to get the new variations here. And um, I have four new American-style whiskeys now, the American Dream. And, um, you know, a lot of my plans are, are uh, I wouldn't say coming together because, you, you know, you tell God your plans and he laughs. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, <laughs> it's but, but, you know, it's, it's been a long year and a half fighting to get these here. And I'm just happy to present them to you today, and it's such an honor to be back on your show. And um, yeah, let's taste some whiskey. All right. So you 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 said something important back here. Talk about how you've developed these expressions, and really how you've now gotten them into the bottle. Because you went from one, and now you're at five. Right. So so what's that journey been like for you? It's a big jump, and um, but but I wanted to I wanted to in my pops McCann plan. The caravan and the whole, you know, Pops of Can gang is, you know, obviously adding so many great people into the Pops of Can gang, just like yourself, and so many great people. It's nothing but great and good people that are in the gang. And what's um, this gang? That's what it's about. It's just talk about the gang. The Pops of Can <laughs> gang is just, uh, you know, you like Pops of Can, you like what I'm putting down. You're a good person. You're a good-hearted person, and. And you're touched by this Popsicam brand and you understand the family, the lineage, the ancestors. Because of those ancestors, we are alive. 
Mm-hmm. And um, you respect history. And um, you have integrity and honor in yourself as well as I do for you. We all walk arm in arm together down the street in a parade. Um, wherever have you, we're together on this. It's not me have, in front and everybody in the back. It's do we have gang together. signs? Do we have a handshake? No gang <laughs> signs. It's just the Pops can gang. Actually, you get a poker chip. Nice. Always bet on Pops right here. Awesome. And um, it, it's just a... It's just bet on yourself, bet on pops, bet on your ancestors. Your ancestors gave you life, and and you really have to look deep into that and say, you know what, my ancestors met, and all the tree branches that met, the tree of life, the tree of life train, and um, you know what, I'm going to make something about myself, and I'm going to be positive, and and it's it's all the positives instead of the other side of the spectrum that you don't want to talk about. You want to be powerful in the universe. And and just be happy, positive, and help each other, and that's what it's all about, you know. I I love the different things that you bring into your pops McCann story. You're you're handing me a feather. Yes, that was the first thing we talked about last time you were on the podcast. But today you've got a poker chip, and you've got these little reminders, these these little senses of belonging, and I think. To you, what what goes through your mind when you create these things? I see an opportunity to create something. You know, I, I just don't want to have another tchotchke something go out there. Hey, here's a t-shirt. I, I like t-shirts and I have made them and I do give them out. But um, I, I also want to have those reminders and little tickers in the brain psychologically and subconsciously that it's not just about the whiskey. It's about remembering the, the family before us, the ancestors, the, the, the struggles the blood, sweat, and tears, the pain, the pain, we don't really talk about it. I don't usually use that word a lot, but a lot of pain in my family, a lot of pain in everyone's family. It's just, that's what life is. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, like Rocky's speech type thing. And um, and I'm from down there that, you know, that Philadelphia spirit and that style, but I'm also, I've been around the block so many times that you got to focus on the positivity. And um, if we can remind each other that, you know what? I got your back and you got my back and I got your back. And then it's the power of that is we can actually overcome all of the obstacles in front of us in the future. So that's really the pops message. Yes. I mean, that's really the part of like bet on pops. Right. You know, you're going to succeed. And, and I've known you now for <laughs> a couple of years. Right. Jason, you're going to succeed. You yeah, are oh, no, you're no, right. like like you're going to roll the dice. You're going right. to throw your chip into the right. uh, onto the table, yep. but but you know at the end of the day when you walk away from the table, you'll you're going to be up. Right. You're going to be well, sometimes you, when you're, you're down, yeah, but yeah. no. But when you walk away, you're going to be up. And I think that's another example of the f- the four additional expressions that you have brought on. Right. Saying, hey, we're not just going to bring on two. We're not just going to bring a three. There are so many things going around in your head. Right. That you. You're just like a creative guy. You just want to bring everything to the table and share, you know, your vision and your passion. Right. That's where these next expressions come from, right? Yep. And that's um, – I wanted to come out with four so they can see more of the plan instead of like one at a time. Um, now that I have the five, it's kind of having like five bullets in the gun for five different people with five different palettes. And um, some like multiple, some like one, some like all, some like one. It's just uh, – it's it's actually pretty extraordinary seeing the different types of people and all the walks of life and the age groups and the demographics and the ethnicities of who likes what. And uh, it's, it's pretty spectacular. And um, I just wanted to like just jump in and, um, and just try to start chopping up different palettes. And then, 
And the always bet on pops thing with the poker chip is always bet on pops. Because if you know that I'm putting liquid in the bottle and I got Pops McCann, my ancestors on the bottle, John, uh, and who, who was called Jack, Jack France McCann, John France McCann, who's called Jack by Anna Hughes McCann, who's on the back with him. Um, if you know, always bet on pops is kind of like if you see it in the stores or, or you're calling me or emailing me or messaging me that you know if you bet on pops and buy a bottle, it's going to be nothing but the finest ingredients in that bottle as well. So that it has a lot of you know connotations there. Now you've you've been really through the process of developing these whiskeys, right? I mean, I, I've seen some of your social media feed, your Instagram feed, um, your Facebook stuff, where you actually took a trip over to Ireland, right? And and you started to you know find the best of the best that you could bring back to the United States. So talk a little bit about that uh, as far as that experience for you. What what would that what would that what that was like? Well, just like the first whiskey, the original whiskey. It was a spiritual journey for me. Um, another connotation with that poker chip <laughs> is bet on yourself. And um, I was fired from my job at Jackwins by um, you know the um, you know the ninety year old millionaire. He's up in heaven now, so God bless him. I still appreciate all the things that he's given me. Sky Cooper was a was a genius. Um, and you know he's probably winking a little bit and smiling down on you. He gives me one of those grins and probably like shakes his head like you know. You know, you're on, you know, I hope he thinks I'm on the right path because I still love him. I still appreciate him. And he gave me, he gave me an opportunity, you know, and um, it didn't end well for him and I's relationship, but it is what it is. That's life. Right. But and I look, you still can take that experience, right. Jason, and you can. Well, he fired his own sons. So it's a rite of passage. <laughs> one came up with St. Germain. The other one came up with Domaine de Canton. So if I can get a sniff of that, those million dollars that they've sold their products for, not that I would sell mine, but. Um, I'm in good company. Let's put it that way. And it's a rite of passage, and I can always explain that and talk about that and what a crazy son of a gun he was. Um, but, you know, life is life. But I looked in the mirror after that um, episode of being let go, fired, or what have you, and I said, you know what? I'm going to hire myself. I swear to you. I looked in the mirror right up in st- upstairs in the bathroom, and um, I, I, I feel, feel felt as though that nobody was going to give me the opportunity that I deserved. And nobody's going to hand me the keys to anybody's convertible. Of companies, so I realized I had to come up my own. The spiritual journey going to Ireland was um, was a great one. You know, going back to um, a homeland of my ancestors many, many, many generations ago. Um, you know, we're going back 170 years. Um, sometimes it's 120, sometimes 170 years. Um, I can trace ancestors all over the uh, the island and and in Ireland, obviously, and. Um, and understanding that and understanding where my ancestors came from and what kind of blood, you know, creatures they were and human beings, I kind of felt that a little bit. Um, the original was and is, obviously, is 100% French corn. And um, this is done differently than anything else in the world where it was just corn-based, French corn. I went with the French corn because John France McCann served in France. And, you know, and all his fellow buddies that he served with and in the United States Army, and many, many other armies for, you know, for all of them. Well, you know, they were fighting for something, but, you know, a lot of lives are lost. So, like, the energy of the crop and the corn growing in France kind of has some spirituality, too. This is the, another layer. We didn't talk about the a lot about past <clears throat> that story. And I yeah, think it's that, a whole other layer that I really didn't really peel back yet because I wasn't really, you know, I didn't explain it fully at the time because there's just so much symbolism and so much to so talk much. about. Right. That's what it is, right. you know. And um, and uh, you know, so this was the American 
Irish version. This whiskey, the first one, was not necessarily really for the Irish people of Ireland. There's some Irish people that I'm friends with here in the United States. To Quite honestly, I was quite um, selfish in just making it for my American Irish people and the ancestors and the people that came on the ships. I tried to emulate a whiskey that possibly could have been on the ships. If you can imagine an 8, 9, 10, 12 week journey, maybe 16, some boats got lost. But can you imagine? They had to have put whiskey on those boats to keep the peasants or the Irish that they were trying to kill, basically, on a, and, and the landlord sent them on a one-way ticket to the United States, um, you know, North America or Americas, they were um, – they had to calm the ship a little bit. And you would think the older, you know, gentlemen and women, they had to calm them with whiskey. They had to give them whiskey, water, and bread. They had to have. I don't know how you calm somebody out without alcohol. So I tried to emulate that as well, and that's another strip I haven't really uncovered. I, I think that's a lot – to talk about as far like, here's what I know, Jason. Sitting down with you, you're not just going to talk whiskey spirits and things like that. We're going to get a history lesson. <laughs> I try to because I, I like people to understand that it's just more than whiskey. And if you're sitting at your kitchen table with your loved ones, um, obviously 21 plus um, and, and old enough and re- being responsible, but sitting with your uncle who's older or your grandma, grandpa, you know, you name it, family. You're sitting there and talking about old stories. You know, I, I I can't really recall, but I know we started, I was somewhere and we started talking about old stories and people started talking about their family. I think it was another, um, another grouping where I was tasting whiskeys with somebody and they started, it started bringing the stories out of them. And, and that's what it was. And that's what it's about is bringing those stories out of the grave, talking about the spirits of our ancestors. And it's whiskey, it's history, it's ancestry, and it's, it's, it's fun. Well, talk about your story of going back right. to Ireland and now back to putting all this together new to what's in the bottle. Yeah. So it was just, um, you know, working out some whiskey deals, coming out with the style and flavor that I wanted to. It was kind of a rebellious, unorthodox, um, rebel nature, Jedi nature of coming out with the first one because I, I wanted the first whiskey to be for everyone, like I mentioned. Everybody 21 plus all the way up to grandma and grandpa can palate and taste that whiskey. Yes. I just tasted it again for the first time in a couple of weeks and I'm like, I can't believe how great it is. It gets a sweet, sweet little vanilla, very calm, no heat. No fire. It doesn't hurt you. So you can give it to anybody and everybody. That was the spiritual one for the whole family. Now, going up the ladder, we start getting into the whiskey connoisseur. And um, it, it's just the spirituality that, that that whiskey was sent in totes on the ships as well. So when it went through Quebec to Canada and down through Michigan and bottled. So it has a very, very journeyed spiritual nature to it, which I love. And it has to be explained. And that's... That's the difficulty of the first one that I've, I've run into some roadblocks. And there's some negatives and some difficulties. But it is what it is. I'm, I'm still super happy with it. And um, we're changing, actually, the label going forward for the original. It's going to be um, bottled, labeled, and everything. The new label design is by a guy from Monaghan um, named Connor Smith. Um, fantastic designer and illustrator. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really bold, and I, th- I love the name, how your name pops. Yeah. It really pops out, not to not to do a play on words. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It pops, right? It pops, pops, pops out. But the, I mean, yeah. and, and I think 
look, I, I think your original thought was, you know, you really paid homage to your ancestry here. Yep. A- and that is front and center to what people are going to see on the label, on the shelf, when they see it behind the bar. Right. And now I think you've taken that to the next level. You're still paying homage, but Pops is right there. So when, right. when, when you want to be part of the Pops gang, you know to look for the Pops. And it'll talk to more of the international market and also talk to the um, you know American market that have Irish roots. That one was very selfishly for me to put forth the Irish – American or the American Irish or the American that bleeds red, white, and blue from their ancestors, but also has uh, roots to Ireland. And, um, you know, it doesn't get talked about a lot, the people on the ships, the people that were given uniforms right off the docks and, and put yeah, in a well, civil yeah, war and right. fighting a war against they had nothing to know about. And sometimes they might have been on one side and then their cousins or brothers might have came in through the port of New Orleans and went through the other side. I have some ancestors that came through the Port of New Orleans, I believe. I have it in some documents. It's, it's very strange trying to uncover a lot of this stuff. Um, but um, it doesn't get talked about about the early Irish that developed this country, the Molly Maguires. They, started, they, they, they pretty much started the labor movement, the coal miners, the railroad workers. It, it, it's all there in the blood, sweat, and tears, and it's just ripe to be talked about. I, I feel as though like Ireland is this like – you know, it's put on such a high pedestal, and it should because it's a beautiful country. But some of the scars that weren't their fault, that might have been another country's fault and, and directed by them, isn't talked about. And in that first whiskey, that's what we talk about. So here's the thing. You talk about the immigration from your first spirit, from your first expression. Then you come to America. And now we're looking at a number of different rise in a bourbon and different whiskeys here that are more American forward. Right. So, so it's almost as if now you have a generation here from Ireland, and now you have the families and the next generations that are expressing the American, the bourbon, the rye. So talk about the talk about those. Let's let's talk about those a little bit. So the origination of distillation, you know, was for centuries in Ireland and Scotland, but it came from the Middle East, and um, you know they brought. You know, All Hallows Eve, which is a Halloween um, throwback to the Celtics and the pagans. So, like, a lot of history, a lot of know-how, of distillation, of holidays, of, of cer- certain words, come to America, um, not in their suitcase, but pretty much with nothing in the pockets of these ancestors. So, they taught how to distill and make whiskey in the new land, basically, is what, to get more to the point quicker, is, is that they, they knew how to distill alcohol. And they started to bring that from their home countries like a uh, Ireland, Scotland, maybe a Germany. And, um, you know, making beer, wine, and whiskey in Italy too. You know, a lot of ethnicities are making alcohol. These are the approach of walking right into from the imported one that has that ancestry lineage into the United States of America, of the ancestors, and walking into the American landscape of the greatest whiskey styles in the world. Bourbon is on fire, and um, you know I wanted to start my company in 2009 when I first was going to be an actor in, in California, and um, I had an epiphany when I was in Lexington, Kentucky, when I first stopped and walked into no bar, and I saw whiskey upside down, and I just got done selling craft beer for six years. I said, oh my gosh, whiskey's next, and this is 2009. This is flavored vodka time frame. So... I'm not new to the American whiskey thing. I might be new to having my own new whiskeys now, 
uh, starting in 2018. And then now in 2021, January 1st, I launched these. In 2020, I had these. But launching 2021 isn't um, a downplay on, oh, Jason just found out about whiskey. I know about whiskey and wanted to launch my own company. It was going to be called J Bones Malone in 2009 and 10, um, uh, you know, a decade ago. And it's just taken a lot of time. And, and it is what it is. And we, had, we have some spectacular um, styles. And um, I source whiskeys from all over the world. And um, it's, not, it, it's always bet on pops because it's going to be nothing but the finest ingredients inside. I think that's really unique to what you're doing in terms of you're, you're, you're bringing that together with your heritage, with your story. And I know there's more to the story coming, but which which expression you know do you, do you want to start with and talk about? Well, we'll go up to that. We'll go up the ladder of that line. That's okay. um, it's just going to take the the original pops was the 100% French corn, the feather in the cap. It's the pops from a can, feather in the cap, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. That is um, that is uh, has a corn mash bill of 75 corn, 20 rye. Five barley. So just to just to match more of the corn to go up the ladder is that way. So that's this one here. That's this one right here. Why don't you throw that? Just okay. in case that one's wrong. <laughs> I just I might have mixed them up. Now I'm, this is a hundred proof. This is one hundred proof. All this is prohibition time in the United States, basically in my mind to uh, to you know to emulate that. It's one hundred proof, and all prohibition whiskeys were one hundred proof at the time. Now, the important part that I want to share is I don't get any ethyl, ethanol on the nose. This is two and a half year, too, so it's very young. All whiskeys, obviously, during Prohibition weren't that old either. So I will get a little flack, to be honest with you, with the age. But I'm telling you, don't sleep on this one. This is a phenomenal whiskey, in my opinion. And I've been drinking whiskeys for over 15 years. Really pleasant nose, cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, vanilla, Somewhat corn forward, but it doesn't have a very – it doesn't have that youth that maybe you would talk about in a two-and-a-half-year-old. I can't believe it. Wow. That's that's just amazingly delicious. I get a lot of caramel, caramel, caramel out of it. <laughs> Depends on where you're from. And uh, it's a 100 proof, and I, I, I really think the proof is going to surprise people and the age. The proof doesn't carry through the nose, but it is there on the palate. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a warmer mm-hmm. than it is, you know, like maybe some sweet red hots. Right. It's not a burn. Right. Um, at the end, you're still getting that cinnamon note. There's a, there's a lot of that there, but it's a very soft finish to it. Right. Um, it, it finishes the dry, so you're getting the oakiness to that. And then you get the grassiness of the corn that kind of sits on the palate that I find at the end. Right. You sm- you're just tasting Kentucky. And I and I had a conversation with a buddy, and he's just got recently in the whiskey, and he was a big wine guy. And I've been drinking whiskey for fifteen years, and I'm just trying to tell people like him and others that I'm not trying to be better or say that oh I've been drinking whiskey. My palate from fifteen years ago to today from drinking, I started with Scotch in two thousand six, um, and then I quickly changed to all bourbons, and I went through the gauntlet of tasting everything. I've tasted. Not the greatest of stuff. I taste the best of stuff. And um, I can tell you that my palate has changed from the past 10 to 15 years. I think that's the same. I mean, I can tell you even over the last three years for me, <clears throat> you know, you, you, you can learn to yeah. identify flavors. Yeah. Not that they're always right, but they're right to you. Right. 
um, your your palate matures, right? And I guess over time it changes. We lose different well. senses, right? We lose right. different senses and little different areas where we could taste or smell. And I'm in a lot of these groups, and a lot of people added me to these whiskey groups. A lot of people, no offense to their noviceness or time frame in the whiskey business of of tasting and buying certain whiskeys. Obviously, you have a lot of people going after the, the popular ones that Kentucky's telling everybody to go after. You got you we you know the brands. I don't have to explain them. You have people tasting these whiskeys for the first time. Then you have barrel proof that's pretty pretty astonishing to me about the proofs that are going around in these bottles. I had a unfortunate circumstance for drinking whiskey, bourbon whiskey, for 10 years straight, where by 2016, I was, used to, I was at National Sales Manager Jackwins. I was constantly trying to tell them to develop a brand, a whiskey brand that I could sell. And uh, giving them my ideas and my names. I almost gave them this Pops McCann name. And, um, but I'll tell you what happened in 2016. I was drinking bourbon so much, I actually charred and too much oakified my throat. And I got tired and I couldn't really palate the, the bourbon anymore. That's why, the funniest thing is, that's why I went to the original Pops McCann. Because that's why I went to Ireland. Because I started to drink lighter, more mild things. Not the heavy oak. Um, sometimes bourbons are overaged, in my opinion. Um, sometimes there's too much oak flavor. And I kept on waking up like I had a big piece of wood stuck in the back of my throat. And I'm like, that's oh, a lot what? of bourbon. <laughs> well, I was drinking it for 10 years straight. Wow. And every, I would go to these conventions, all the conventions around the country as a national sales manager. I was at these bars all over the country. I was at these wit at. Uh, wholesalers around the country. So I had access to all these different whiskeys and bourbons and I was tasting and trying everything, especially when you're at these conferences, you get a little bit of vacation out of it as well. And I was drinking them. I was drinking all those, the high end stuff. You only could find probably pretty much two brands at a bar at the time. And, um, and then I would seek out all the ones on the shelf in Pennsylvania that were easily and readily available. Now they're out of stock everywhere throughout the state. You can't even find them and people are searching for them. Um, you know, I, I just, I had a lot of fun with them 10 years ago and some are, some are my favorite that are good and some aren't, you know, but, um, but, but getting back to this one is don't sleep on it just because it's two and a half year. I'm telling you, it's, it's no, pretty, I, I don't, it's pretty I don't, wild. I, I think it's really good to emphasize that. Yes. When you get stuck on an age statement, you're going to miss out on a lot of good juice. You're going to miss out on a lot of good fermented spirits, bourbon, and things like that. I think this is really nice. I, I, I can certainly see taking this as a sipper, drinking it straight. It's not overpowering. It's not in your face. Um, there's youth to it. You do get the corn at the end. There's there's the there's the greenness of the husk that's there. Mm -hmm. uh, I could certainly see making a really nice cocktail or two out of this. But this is an everyday drinker that I see. Right. And and is that was that your vision for this? I mean, honestly, so I source from all over the world. I mean, we can say all over the world right now is only Ireland and the United States. But um, I get sem I get samples sent to me, and I think, and I believe, you know, I'm at a different stage than some of these within the past two to five years or one year or last week. Whiskey drinkers and people, I'm thinking uh, above and beyond that by sitting on this for 15 years. And um, yeah, I just I, I really can't believe how special and uh, and nice the feather in the cap is, and um, it, it's just phenomenal. And the feather in the cap is just something lucky to if you find a feather and you have a cap and you have a fedora or you have a you know a Jeff cap, you stick that in the Jeff cap or fedora as the lucky thing. It's a lucky feather. It's the signs of the ancestors and the signs of a feather. So that's where that name comes from. And uh, 
it's just a tribute to Prohibition a little bit. So that's why it's the younger year. And um, I use a lot of the Prohibition styles. We're going to get into that a little bit as well with the others. All right. So what's next? So the next one is uh, the Popsucan Train Whistle Wheat. It's a 45% weeded bourbon. And uh, it's I call this one the Tree of Life Train. That's why it's called the Train Whistle Wheat. It's the, the whistle that drowned Francis McCann would have heard leaving Scranton, leaving the coal mines behind after he buried his mother, Jenny Turrell, and um, <clears throat> moves to Philadelphia, meets his wife later on the back. She was on the back of this label, and they meet at an old Irish dance, and he gives life to the Tree of Life. They, they both give life to the Tree of Life train of like 65, 75, 85 people in my family. We're all scattered and spread out, so that's that, you know? Um, this you know, is, I've got a huge smile on my face because I love the romance and the story behind this. Uh, and, and in a lot of cases, people need to understand that when when you're buying a bottle of Pops McCann, they're buying a story. They're yep. buying that Pops gang. Yep. They're buying into your family and your history that is really now where we see it. What's in the bottle? Right. If they're there for you to share this with, they're going to get the whole story. Right. And that's the connection with the bottle now. I'm actually going to a couple. A lady just reached out to me, and I'm going to her house on Friday just to sample her and her husband and saying, hey, um, sample these. Because she's like, hey, my husband's a big uh, bourbon drinker. She's like, I'm not as much. And I said, all right, well, number one, that first one's for you. And I'll taste you all and try before you buy and let me know what you like. And if you don't like something, that's okay. Because my palate's a little bit more on the – I like the younger whiskeys. I've had all the older whiskeys. I um, – I'm more of a young, younger whiskey fan, and um, I, I like more of the fresh age stuff. And I'm a little different right now because of like that that long time of drinking. But uh, but yeah, these are this one's three point seven five years age. I actually have a, a barrel that's still sitting there, and I'm going to wait till four. It's going to be four in April, so it's actually only two months away. So I'll have a four year age statement on the train whistle wheat. We'll see if that changes it. You can compare it. Maybe another show down the road. I'm not trying to put you pressure. That's right. I'm not inviting myself to another show. (laughs) I told a writer how to, like, I was like, oh, we could do this. And then I got new Irish whiskeys. And it's like, it's a lot, you know. But I I just try to look to the future. But um, so this is 3.75 year. It's a 45% weeded bourbon. It's 51 corn. And then the the, the 4% barley rounds it out. And honestly, the the older uh, ladies and gentlemen, Actually, a couple gentlemen from Delaware County loved my um, my original. Shout out to Chip and Sean and uh, Chris. They loved my original. And honestly, when I went to their front lawn, Sean's front lawn in Delaware County, and we did a little tasting, um, they liked this one the best, which is a parallel maybe towards the first one. I think for so. For them. I think so. Now, this is a little bit lighter in proof. I didn't go prohibition proof for this one. I went 93 proof. Um, John Francis McCann, Tree of Life train, train whistle wheat, the Tree of Life. He jumps on that train and this and that. He was born, so I'm born. He's born in 1893, so we took the 93 from his birth year. And just had a little fun with it and, and wanted to make something a little bit less that wasn't like a heavy hitter, knock you down, 100 proof for everybody if it's just not for everybody. And uh, the women and a, a couple of the gentlemen like this one because I guess it's more parallel and proof. I get so much sweetness on the nose. Like, yeah. like um, uh, Pop-Tarts or not Pop-Tarts, like sugar pops. Yeah. I, I get so much of that. I corn. taste the wheat out of it. I, I get... Oh, the, the wheat's on the, the – you definitely get the wheat on the, the, the palate. Yeah. But on the nose, it's so pleasantly sweet. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm thinking about sitting there with a big bowl 
of, of cereal as a kid. <laughs> right before I put the milk in, that's where I'm getting those uh, those sugar pops yeah. from there. Again, I didn't mean to say sugar pops because no, I know I it's pops. But <laughs> um, I hope you got the right one. I, I think I did because it, it, it does. It definitely drinks like a weeder. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, and, and you get that nice wheat, um, the, the wheat grain notes in the palate. It's not as sweet, I think, on the palate as you would expect that you got on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you don't have as many of the, um, the the baking spices, I think, there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that barley is, is there just enough to get a little, you know, the, the oakiness and the smokiness. Yeah, they, the they add the barley just to round it out. And it's, uh, it's nice. It's 51 corn, 45 wheat, and, and four barley. And, and, and not to mention, too, is you're drinking these straight. You can add – I do a Pops three-part pour – uh, uh, no, let's just say this Pops McCann three part taste. Where I'm in my kitchen from doing a lot of runarounds, you, people can get direct delivery with these Pops McCanns by me. Um, I can do I do parties, I do uh, weddings, ceremonies, funerals, cemeteries, um, any party basically. Uh, you know, dad's bourbon night out. I do zooms, anything. But anyway, when I come home, I'll. I have four. I have five whiskeys, so we're, we're almost there. Out of seven days a week, you can have a different one every week. Almost, we're almost there. But I, I taste it straight. Then I go. I might go to the fridge and add a little drop of water to open it up, and then I, then I might add some ice. So then I have three different, that three part to taste. And um, and remember too, anybody that's saying, oh well, that's a hundred proof or ninety three or that one's ninety five and that's a hundred. Just take the feather in the cap and going back to that one. You can you can add 0.25 ounces to every ounce and bring it down the proof naturally with good water yourself to the natural 80 if you like that. I think that's you important know? to know. And if you're not that, – that proof kind of hits you a little bit. But then what's going to happen is you're going to add that water to it and it's going to open that up. Right. It's going to bring a whole different flavor profile to, to what you're drinking. Right. As we sip this, I get almost like a licorice – Flavor to it, almost, almost like an anise. Um, th- there's like an anise that, that kind of lingers within on the sides of my cheeks, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to get different stuff too out of this as well, and um, and like I said, it's like a chemistry experiment at home, having fun with your loved ones, and uh, you know, if you like it at eighty five proof, uh, you can put it at eighty five proof. If you like it at ninety, ninety five, whatever. And um, I'm actually trying to develop a, a card that actually says, okay, feather in the cap, 100 proof, okay, add 0.1 ounce, brings it to 90 proof. Add 0.2 ounce, brings it to 80 proof. So, like, you can actually find, because there's no exact science, because everybody's different. And that's what makes this world great, is everybody is uniquely different. Um, and everybody has a different palate. You can find your natural, what you like best proof. And then you know how much water to add, you know how much ice to add, and all that kind of I stuff. I think you hit it where you are right now on each proof. I think that does serve those spirits well. And again, both of these, and this one, this is a cocktail, this is a sipper, this is adding an ice cube. Uh, there, there are a lot of variations, but you're not, you're not pigeonholed as to what you're going to do with this spirit. Right. So what do you got next? So this is my fun one. I've been dreaming about this one for uh, you know quite a long time. This is called Pops McCann Apple Huckster Rye. You can smell the nose out of that glass. That's why I gave you a special glass to smell the nose out of that one. It's going to be different. It's going to be a lot of fun. The story is a lot of fun. Pops McCann Apple Huckster Rye. 
John Francis McCain, Jack McCain, was an apple hawkster during the Great Depression. It's still prohibition. He sold apples. Apples here. Fresh apples here. Five cents. Get your apples here. And it's just a fun, fun story where you can imagine selling apples. I, I'm developing a commercial where I'm selling apples in period clothes with a lot of people. You know, you're welcomed along with your your uh, lovely lady that always accompanies you in a lot of your trips. <laughs> On our fermented I got so many people coming, possibly, if I can pull this off soon. That um, I'll be I'll be selling apples to the kids and women, and I'll be sneaking bottles of whiskey to the gangsters that come up and say, "Hey, how's pops doing?" Type thing. So, this is ninety five percent rye whiskey, five percent barley. This is um, the same year as the train whistle, three point seven five years, and for the last five months to up to December when this was bottled. At the end of December, this was bottled. It was rested in apple cider barrels for the past five months by two different cideries. So shout out to Good Intent Cidery out of Belfont, PA, and uh, Civil War Cider. Great, great place and great ciders. Um, Civil War out of Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. So I, I actually said, hey, I'll give you my barrels for your barrels. You just got to trust me on this one. And as soon as I empty your barrels, empty my barrels into your empty just empty cider barrels that are still wet, I'll give you my rye barrel so then you can finish your product with my rye whiskey and get a little rye whiskey in that cider that you're doing. So it kind of, it worked out perfectly. I love your collaboration. And more importantly, again, it's tying in this story. Yeah. You're, yep. you're taking a rye whiskey, basically, mm-hmm. and you're creating a whole story. You're creating... Jason, I don't, and I could be wrong, and, and, and we can get comments and people writing in or messaging. Yeah. I don't know who is taking a rye right now and resting it in an apple cider, an apple cider barrel. Yeah, it was pretty, I don't know who's doing this. It's pretty rebellious. I don't know if, um, I don't know if anybody's done it, but I mean, I think it's, I'm sure it's been done. Um, I don't look at the trends and I don't look at these bourbon groups because I didn't want to – some people invited me. He's like, oh, how come you're not in this, 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 and this one? And I was like, I don't want to be influenced by seeing what other people do and then alternating my ideas or or, or not knowing something and then I ended up copying. I just – I just, just do it. Turned a blind eye to you everything. Just do no, it. I know. Yeah. But I envisioned this one as prohibition time. Think about it and imagine a red barn with a farmer that has apple orchard – has tons of apples and trees, apple trees everywhere, and he has all these barrels that he's using. So the the local police would come to his barn where he has all the apple cider and just picture this thousand foot spice and there's all barrels. Well, if you're going to keep the whiskey somewhere, it's going to be in the middle. It's going to be in the epicenter because the cops are going to get a little lazy after cracking a few barrels. (laughs) They're going to be like, there's nothing but low proof cider here. And the real whiskey, the gangster whiskey is in the middle of that barn. And that's the story. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I get I get some there's some clove on the nose. I get the 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 apple is there. It's it's a unique it's like Do you, you want almost, to smell it out of the bottle? You almost well we can't hold okay, on. Okay, <laughs> yeah. The bottle's the best. But no, I think that you're getting this this what am, you're almost saying like what am I smelling? What yeah. is this? Apple floral notes is what I get. You do, but there's there's that balance between the rye and when you when you nose a rye, yeah. you're gonna get those peppers. You're gonna get those things. Yeah. And I think the what what you did by putting in that in barrel and adding it to the apple cider barrel, it brings everything down. It smooths it smooths it out. And you're getting something that I've never had. This is unlike anything I've now ever had. Now that's ninety five proof. Holy cow. 
That's my favorite one. That's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. I, I can just imagine doing an Apple Huckster Old Fashioned, and that's probably what I'm going to do on my next show or, or cocktail session. You do get the apple that just sits at the end, mm-hmm. almost like a, an apple sauce, like a fresh apple sauce. But what's nice is the rye plays so well with this right. that you're getting the pepper notes. There's And you're getting, I'll tell you, you're getting the 95 proof on this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to lose the proof on this. Mm-hmm. And then it almost like plays off that you're eating like a little apple pie. It's just, this is fun. Yeah. That's this my is, favorite This is one. a lot of fun. Now, what came to you? So, was it was it just the story of your family and, and the apple side of things? Or what came to you as an idea to put this and rest this in, in, in apple cider barrels? I think of ideas. I think of my great-grandparents. I think of, you know, names. That's where, like, I've had the apple huckster rye, and I've been sitting on that for a while. And I'm, like, jumping down on a playground, you know, just trying to tell somebody, but you can't, you know. And, and uh, you know, I, I knew the story that he sold apples during the Great Depression. You know, he worked for the Navy. He it just did a lot of memor- uh, admirable things. And, and maybe, you know, he drank a little bit too much whiskey, too, there. But I just had the name, and then I just started creating names of all these different ones. So they have they have an identity. And something maybe someone else can resonate with. Hey, uh, you know, my great-grandfather sold apples during the Great Depression, too. Or or that's funny because I have pictures of him selling, you know, there's something out there, you know. And the train whistle wheat. Actually, my wife, Kim, my only wife, Kim, (laughs) she she, she helped me develop the train whistle wheat because she said train whistle. She's like, what about, we're thinking about train monikers because he jumps on this train from leaving a very bad, terrible situation of putting his mother in the grave, in the ground, and signing all the paperwork. And I don't know what happened to, between him and his father, but his father was working in the coal mines too, who I originally think was born in Philadelphia, which is very insane. And um, we're just talking about train. And and then she said, what about a, like a train whistle? She's like, hey, how about it? We're in this kitchen. It was like during quarantine, I think, or beginning of it, or maybe it was a little bit prior to that. But she's like, yeah, quarantine has lasted so was long, a year we don't half. even know when quarantine started or ended anymore. <laughs> Probably a little bit before our first show. And and we just started thinking, train something, train this, train that. And then it just it just kind of went train whistle. Because you you figure if there's anything on the road in front of a train, they're blowing that whistle. And he's probably just getting a little shut eye in one of those boxcars. And then a deer's in the tracks and the guy's blowing the whistle and he startles and wakes up. And he's he's jumbled. He's traveling somewhere. Just like the ancestors traveling on a ship. Right. They had no clue where they were going, if they were going to make it, when. If you ever go down the shore as a kid for the first time or going on a or a, fer- a fermented adventure with your lady, it, it could be a couple hours away, right? right. And it, it, it's the longest journey ever because you've never been there. It's all new scenery. It's all new visualizations. You're right. And you're, you turn to your lady or you turn to your friend or whatever, whoever you're traveling with. Or by, me, by myself, I traveled the whole country by myself, 10 cities in 13 days. And that's why I was in Lexington, Kentucky in 2009. But this is the longest trip ever. Can you imagine the people on the ships? That had to be the the ultimate longest trip ever because yeah. they had no clue yeah. if they were going to make it or not, survive or not, have food or Every not. Every hour was something new for them. Every, Every hour, hour was, was 10 just, hours probably. Yeah, yeah. And probably the same for John Francis McCann jumping on that train, leaving what he knew behind at 23 years old. All he knew was the coal mine. Can't blame him for leaving. You know, buries his mother and comes to Philadelphia because maybe he had family down here because his father was born here and maybe he had a connection 
And I find that his first residence on his veteran card was Ninth and Spring Garden. And there's a brewery there. I was actually <laughs> looking for the space. There was space in that building. He actually lived at that building, wow. the Reading Railroad building. The train station is at Ninth and Spring Garden. I believe the building entrance and all that is Percy Street, maybe, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. I forget. I got to look up that street, but he lived there. He had nothing, you know, and it's like, but coming down on that train and hearing those whistles and being startled and waking up had to be the longest one ever, especially at that time. It had probably so many stops. I'll tell you something. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm sipping this as you're telling me this story. Yeah. And that for me is, is like, this is selfish. This is enjoyable for me to hear your family story, to have you animate their experience and just sip this whiskey. It, it, it's so like almost you should be selling like little uh, MP3 audio files with every <laughs> bottle. Yeah. That could be your next thing. That's so all. you can tell the story of each bottle. But what's really nice about this right now is you do get the, 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 um, the grassiness, you get the rye. You get the almost like as we're as this matures, you're you're getting the apple skins that kind of sit on your palate, mm-hmm. um, the juiciness. Yes. Yeah. It's it's all there. Yeah, this is wonderful. I, I'm almost sad that we have to get to number five. If you drink went, it like <laughs> if you drink it like I have, you'll start getting different notes and oh, and absolutely over time. Yeah, yeah. You and, can open um, up a bottle. You're going to spend all day with that. You're going to find all kinds of different stuff. And, and that's the thing. It's just and I'm paying homage to a lot of the things that I see that maybe uh, and two were his jobs. So the next one is uh, Pops McCain Coal Miners Rye, another Prohibition style proof. 100 proof. If you're a coal miner, you're tough as nails. You're tough as coal. All the soot, if you want to clear the soot and the ash or, you know, any of that dirt out of your throat, you need it. It has to be 100 proof. And um, obviously, John Francis McCann was a coal miner, just like his father, John Patrick McCann. This, uh, we, we made a little bit of a blunder as you make mistakes in life. You know, it says five year on it. I was talking to some brokers and my, uh, you know, the source, the barrels, the labels, are, the barrels are labeled. And um, it actually ends up being a 6.3 year rye whiskey, straight rye whiskey. Um, it's bottled in bond. It's a hundred proof, and um, it should be 6.3 years. So I call it a five year and 15 months whiskey. Okay, I love it. <laughs> you got to play with it, you know. Well, like you said, hey, how long is it going to take? One hour is like 10 weeks. Exactly. So that's what happens. You're, 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 you know, you kind of get this thing got so long in the tooth trying to get these bottled by somebody. You know, and, and trying to find out the information and things got lost in translation. And uh, I wasn't – could because of COVID, I couldn't go up to the distillery where I was getting bottled to look at these barrels prior. So I wasn't allowed in there. So uh, this ended up being bottled in two, uh, September 23rd, 2014. Okay. So that's been in the bottle since 2014? Correct. But it was in the barrel. For, I'm for, sorry. No, no, no. In the barrel. I'm sorry. That's in okay. the barrel since 2014. Gotcha. In the wooden oak barrel. Yep. On the nose, I get like a lot of orange, like a lot of citrus, a lot of orange on the nose there. This is really delightful just to just nose and get those orange, like a pop, like a an orange sickle mm-hmm. on the nose. Um, I don't get uh, – something about what you do, Jason, one of the things I, I, I really commend you on is the, the proof doesn't come off on the nose. And I think for a lot of people, that may be why they may not gravitate towards whiskey. Right. The, the higher proof, because this goes back to your first expression. Right. Anybody can drink this. 
Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, you know, you've got a proof there so people can enjoy the proof. But for those that don't want that high ethanol, that, that in-your-face proof, it's not going to be there. And I think that's the nice thing about if you're looking at everything across the pops line, mm-hmm. it's drinkable. Right. And I know that people will say, I would like cask straight. And you've got these two 100-proof whiskeys here mm-hmm. that do satisfy somebody's craving for a higher proof. But it doesn't smack you in the face with, with hey, I just want you to know, bam, I'm a high-proof whiskey. Yeah. I mean, I you know, number one is, I, that, like I said, the first one is just for all, for everybody. And it's actually – what it's created, it, it's actually given – it's opened Pandora's box for a lot of people that were just beer drinkers that were always afraid of whiskey or never got into whiskey because they tried a couple and they just never liked it. Or they remember from when they were 16 or 18 – and whiskey wasn't the greatest then. It wasn't as tasteful it is now, in my opinion. It's come a long way. And there was some, there's some whiskeys on the market that were back in our time at 18 weren't the greatest, you know. And uh, But that's that. And I, I actually think that these are all palatable, no matter the proof. For me, I can drink these all the same. Straight, no added ice, anything. I could drink them straight. But what I, I will tell you is that if the, the added proof, the higher proofs, will knock you around. They'll catch you. They'll catch you at the end of the night. Well, and that's that, what we want. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to know it now. Yeah. Maybe I know it later. I'll tell you, I'm 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 getting like this vanilla yeah. saltwater taffy yeah. on the palate. Yeah. And then there's this rush of pepper note that come in. You know, you get the clove, but you also I know you talked about that you like more I guess you described it as more of a prohibition style. Right. Where it's a younger, more youthful. You still taste the grain. It doesn't get washed out by the maturation in the barrel. Right. Would that be correct on 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 on, on your evaluation? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I source the whiskeys, and you know, I, I I feel I go with the ones that I feel as though are the best for what I'm trying to put down. Like I have an eight year feather in a cap coming. It's going to be eight year, and I got to tweak the label a little bit, obviously with eight and. Uh, Maybe the color scheme's got to be striped or something, you know, and uh, do something with the, 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 you know, the number eight or something. But, uh, yeah, I have an eight-year coming. You know, where to caution on that, in my opinion, and obviously this whole thing is a lot of this stuff is my opinions, and everybody's rightful to their own opinion, and I respect everybody's opinion. But I had a nine-year whiskey of a highly sought-after whiskey a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't believe it was 100 proof, and it was so hot. It was so heaty. I couldn't believe that people are paying a one hundred to two hundred dollars on these bottles. And somebody was kind enough to give me the samples, and I just it wasn't my it wasn't my forte. It, and, and other people like it, but that's why I'm saying is it's, don't always focus on what the year is. Focus on what the taste is. It's kind of hard to do that though when there's so many whiskeys out there. Of course, and you got to pick by something. Of course, so and you got to trust it by something. So. People trust by the year. To your point with that, and I think that what comes out in your personality, I mean, you talked about it on today's podcast. What I what I really gather now that we've had the five expressions, I've had your your original and the five, you're you're going to get grain on the palate. Mm-hmm. You're going to know that you're drinking a rye, you're drinking a weeded bourbon, you're drinking a corn whiskey, mm-hmm. you're drinking a French corn whiskey. That nothing gets lost from this blending process of taking this barrel from the Rickhouse and this barrel from the Rickhouse and, and bringing them together to have this consistent flavor, 
to where you lose sight of the fact that, oh my God, there was actually a grain that was in the mash that fermented that made this distilled spirit. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. So, what I really enjoy, and, and for me and my palate and my experience, this is something where to sit down with all five of your barrels and spend around the table with friends, you share these. Yeah. And you can have a conversation like we are and talk about. The, the story behind it. And we can make up, like, I can take this and I can make up my own story. Right. You know, I can take up my own family's heritage and, 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 and talk about, you know, my grandfather that probably would have had a bottle of this behind the counter in, the, in his little luncheonette. You know, after the day, and he's been flipping eggs and, and serving the masses after they come off that, that, that third shift, you know, and, or first shift or whatever, you know, and, and they're hungry. You know, they've been working in, you know, the, the factories. He's just fed them, you know. He's pouring himself a glass. He's putting it down on the counter. He's tilting over the, the – and this is maybe what my grandfather would have chosen. Right. It's easy to drink. It's flavorful. It gives that um, that, that experience. And, and then he doesn't have to listen to my grandmother bitch for the rest of the day. <laughs> right. And I'm working on many other – very or maybe it was my grandmother that grabbed it and didn't have to listen to my grandfather. Well, that's where I was going. I, I, got, I have a variation. I really can't touch on it too much, but I am making a grandmother variation. And uh, so that's coming. And uh, But I, I just wanted to touch on is there, there's a number one, I, I mean, you know, Pennsylvania whiskeys, I've tasted a, most of them. Uh, you know, and I've tried to taste every whiskey possible, to be honest with you, um, all around the world. Um I've had some, you know, Taiwan whiskeys, you know, Japanese whiskeys. You name it, I've, tr- I've tried them. I tried to try them all. And if there's somebody that has something I didn't haven't tried, like those two, there one was a barrel proof, and another one was a hundred proof sample. It wasn't really my forte, and uh, but the, the the thing is with the pops can stuff, these are bottled in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and uh, the, you know the main ingredient with blending down whiskey and making sure it's good is you have to have number one the best water source to blend it down from 125 to whatever your desired proof is, is going to be for the bottle and water. Good water is the number one key for it. And I think sometimes good water is not talked about enough, especially around the world. So what, what is that for you? So talk about how you're introducing the water that you're producing, you're producing and adding to the barrel. So and it's, adding it's, to the bottle that it, proofing, you're proofing it down with. It's all natural spring water that you're, Blending it down with just great whiskey. You have a great whiskey. You don't want to use terrible water. You know, you don't want to use this any old water. You you know, you could use reverse osmosis water with a lot a lot of companies use in Philadelphia. And I know some of my older companies did. But this is natural spring water from the number one rated water source in Pennsylvania. It's been rated number one. And, uh, you know, that's the water that would have been used for and making so, whiskey. So what I'm hearing you too, that, that's a secret for you. Or not a secret. Yeah. But that's integral for you. Right. That's I'm so glad that you touched on that, mm-hmm. and and I hope that people have have stayed with us to hear the whole story, because it's not just the grain, it's not just the barrel, it's not just the yeast, it's not just the time that everything took to come together. It's now saying I've got this great juice, now I've got to proof it down, mm-hmm. and what am I going to choose to proof it down with? You're going to source the best water you can find. Right. I think that's so hugely important, and I think. I think that's, you know, there's a lot of things out there that um, I don't know if they're relying on it or not. But, like, I mean, just for Irish whiskeys, there's a there's an ending of an Irish funk sometimes to some whiskeys that are from there. And I don't know what that is. And obviously, I'm, not, I'm trying to dissect that because I had three new Irish whiskeys coming and hopefully the next six to eight months coming. 
then I have an Irish gin coming as well. So it's just, uh, you know, you're taking it one step I, at a time. I almost wanted to say, I, I was going to ask you, what's next? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what? I, I guess the most question is, Jason, what is it next? Exactly. <laughs> so I had the three Irish whiskeys and Irish gin. I'm doing, um, I'm working on the Pops with Can Heroes series where I'm going to be putting other heroes on the bottle where I get the uh, blessing from the family. Um, I'm working with a, an Afghanistan war hero, Kevin McCluskey, who went to my high school. He's helping me with a Wild Bill Grenier bottle. And, um, Band of Brothers. Yes, Band of Brothers, great war hero, crazy story, Wild Bill. You know, you read history on him. The guy was just such a great person, and, um, you know, the stories are incredible. You know, it's what superhero stories are, are uh, that's how they're written, you know. And, uh, you know, so we want to honor him. We want to do right by him, too, by helping a, another Purple Heart recipient and Kevin McCluskey, a war hero, um, bring out his methodology of, of crazy mind that I have. And I sat with him and he's like telling me, I was like, all right, let's just plug him out, plug that picture out, plug him in, plug. And he said, no, this is what I'm thinking. And then he went on for 10 minutes and I said, you know what, Kev, like you got to do this. You have to do this. I can't do this. I had the idea came up. I can, I basically, you know, I bring the portrait, I bring the materials here, you know, the, the, the cardboard canvas and the, all the markers, and he's going to have to design it and landscape it, and, uh, and that's what's going to happen. And, um, you know, he's going to get a part of it, and then we're hopefully we're going to have to, you know, put a nest egg, a part of it for his fellow friends that are trying to maybe start their own businesses or need help or something, and that we can send that money to his part of the people. Pops, part of the Pops game. Exactly. We can send it to his buddy who's trying to maybe start a surf company out in San Diego and say, hey, my buddy – you know, Ron is trying to start a surf company, you know, all right, let's try to send him 10,000, something like that to try to generate goodwill, good funding, help give Kevin, who's going to be a dad soon, you know, you know, an opportunity to, you know, show, showcase his mind. He's got the same mind as I have. I sat with him. I I thought I was looking at myself from six years ago because he's younger (laughs) than me, but he had some, the similar creativity. I don't know if it's maybe North Catholic high school that we went to. We were at different eras and um, and then we had some other ones in the works that we're trying to you know think about now. But seeing is believing, and when everybody's now seen the five, they've been ta- I've been hearing and talking about these four for a long time. Now they're here, so people can see them. Now it's like oh wow, and then people aren't going to believe and see it until they see the Wild Bill Grenier bottle, and then it's just in the Irish whiskeys. And then I got a I got a couple more fun whiskeys that I'll all right. Be doing. So here's my yeah. question for you. Yep. We sat down 14 months ago. Yeah. What does Pops McCann look like 14 months from now? Well, I hope I have these five. I have another three Pops McCann Hero series, uh, four styles of it with it, with the Irish gin. So that's another seven, Jesus. And then another three to top them off. And uh, I, I want to have a line and array of whiskeys that tell the story. And I have a female style, um, you know, Anna Hughes McCann style, who's on the back, who was, uh, who was pretty much a fighter herself. She was in politics. I believe that, you know, that real sharp bloodline of, of a female taking no bull from nobody runs through that bloodline right there. And it goes to my mother. It goes to my grandmother. From That was her mother, to my grandmother, to my mother, to my daughter. And my daughter is pretty feisty, too. So I'm just, I'm just happy that she has that bloodline as well. What I hear is that people should be excited about what's going on in your head. Yeah. You act. You're a man of action. Mm-hmm. You don't just talk, you walk. I do talk a lot. <laughs> but yeah. since I've gotten to know you, Jason, I mean, you you, you act. 
And you act on your dreams. You're creating something for you and your family. You're sharing that with the community. You're bringing people in. You're collaborating. And what happens is we become part of your story. When we open up a bottle and share that with friends, we become part of your story. We become part of your family. To see where this may go over the next 14 months, 14 years, I mean, that's exciting. That's really exciting to see what you're putting in your bottle to create out of your own creativity. And I love that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And you just proved to what the Possible Gang Gang is. And what you just mentioned is that sharing it with others and friends and bring it to the fourfold and bring it to the table and telling stories of your ancestors and friends and telling old stories and bringing these people out of the grave, remembering the spirits and raising our glass to the heavens and, and remembering these people and letting that energy, that energy that's around you, the spirits of our ancestors around you and, and, and putting it in your body and saying, you know what? I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop fighting. I'm not going to stop telling people what I'm going to do. And I believe telling people what you're going to do is also telling the universe what you want to do. And that helps as well. And it can't hurt. Where do people find you or find Pops McCann? How can they order this? How can they get a hold of it? So we're working on the online situation. And there's a lot of online platforms that just want to take your money. And it's kind of hard. Right now, I'm doing Venmo and cash. It's it's only available in Pennsylvania right now. Um, I just actually dropped off cases in Delaware. So it will be available in stores in Delaware. So that helps alleviate some of the time for me. So Delaware has it. Um, for Pennsylvania, you would reach out to me. For anywhere, Pennsylvania or Delaware, you reach out to me, uh, Jason Fogg. I'm at popsmccannwhiskey.com. You can email me at jason at popsmccannwhiskey.com. You can find me on Facebook, which is at popsmccannwhiskey. Instagram is at popsmccannwhiskey. Reach out to me. You can call me, text me, whatever. We can have a, a conversation. Like I said, I go to people's houses and it's, 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 uh, I'm the whiskey, I'm the whiskey suitcase man. And <laughs> You've got I got plenty of suitcases. And I got a ton of them and I walk with my whiskey in the suitcase and I like to taste people right on the front lawn of their home. They don't have to drive nowhere and, um, they get to taste these things and it's, and it's, you can hire me to do parties as well and, and you can buy the, all the whiskeys and we can have a lot of fun. Talk ancestry. You know? Jason, I could have fun talking to you for the next three hours. I know you got a busy day ahead. Yeah, thank you. I'm grateful for your time today. I'm glad that you came back to the podcast to share your story, to share your spirits. We got to have a taste today. That was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Now, I appreciate you because you bring another element of energy to the table as well. And it gets me all fired up and I got to, go and I'm, you know, we're goose, we have to be goosebump salespeople for people to listen to podcasts and we have to be, and, um, I don't think we have to be though. I think we just it's are. It's just are. We just, we just are, are. And that's just a natural. When you love what you do and you're yeah. passionate about what you do. It's and fun. You, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. All right. 14 months. Put it on your calendar. Let's We're coming back. We're going to have 18 more things to taste yeah. and hear more of the story. But here's the thing. Seriously, you know, Pops McCann, give Jason a shout. Find some of these bottles for yourself. Arrange to have a taste on your front lawn or bring them in. You know, I know COVID's now and uh, bring them in. He'll do this whole thing in your house for you and share all these bottles. And, and, and this is this is a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really grateful again for your time. And thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I appreciate it. A lot of fun.